What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. This is Bill Allen. Uh, today, I've got another eight-figure entrepreneur from our group that's on the podcast. We are talking about the event that we just did in Pirate's Cove in Boulder City, Nevada. It was absolutely amazing. And we run through kind of day by day some of the takeaways uh, that he has from the event. And you're going to want to check this out. You're going to want to listen. Um, he drops a ton of gold bombs, gold nuggets in there, and things that you can actually implement in your business and your life to get to the next level. The whole week that he was there, he only spent 20 minutes on one phone call talking to his COO, and now he's in Breckenridge for the next 10 days snowboarding, and they are gonna do 250 deals this year. So I know that you wanna listen to this and figure out how he's doing it. Well, some of the secrets that he shares on the podcast are exactly how he's doing it. So, um, all right, I'm gonna roll the theme music, and then I'm gonna be right on with my good friend, Niles Edwards. My name is Bill Allen, and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity. And that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping, and this podcast all right, everybody, we are back, and today we are talking about the Eight Figure Entrepreneur event again. Um, had some of the Eight Figure Entrepreneur members on the show recently talking about their experiences, um, what they got from it, and it's interesting because everybody had a little bit different takeaways. Uh, there was one person up there presenting the exact same message to 16 people, uh, 17 if you include me, and we all heard different things. And so it's really cool to hear that because I know that each of you listening are gonna get something different from each of the uh, people on the show, and uh, I want them to kind of trickle down that uh, information to you guys, and hopefully you get something really valuable for yourself or for your business. So today I've got Niles Edwards on the show. Niles, what's going on, my friend? What's going on, Bill? Awesome to be here. I am. Uh, I'm really pumped to have you. You haven't been on the show before, so give give everybody like I don't know a Cliff Notes story of you and um, and where you are in business and what you guys do. Yeah, absolutely. So we started uh, three four years ago. I started out flipping one house, then one turned into two, two turned into 10, 10 turned into 46 at a time. Then uh, then we started getting into new construction, then we started doing a little bit of commercial deals, some uh, some apartments, some co-working spaces. Uh, we just got into light industrial, and we're now kind of transitioning our total business over to wholesaling. So that's kind of in a nutshell. We. Uh, we went from, okay, last 12 months, we went from three employees to, as of Monday, we'll be at 36. Wow. Okay. So where, where, where are you guys? What market are you in? And did you have a background in real estate before this? So we're in Indianapolis, Indiana. And before this, I had no background. I had a landscaping company. So no background in real estate at all. So what, um, what kind of prompted you to jump into to this space? Like what, what was it? Was there something that happened? We talked a little bit about the hero's journey. Um, what uh, at the event we went through kind of a whole structure of that. Was there something that triggered you to say, hey, real estate is this thing I need to check out? So I've always had that, that entrepreneur itch. I always had to be doing something, building something. And then I read the little purple book. And uh, like most people, that got me into it. And I started going down the rabbit hole of all the podcasts. And from there, it was like, I have to do this. And then the, the wheels started turning. And then funny story how I totally got into it. I know I've told you this story, but so uh, I broke my foot working on the job. Uh, my partner got fired. So the obvious answer was, hey, let's go borrow 150 grand and flip a house. So 
that's the uh, that's the kind of uh, origin story of how we got going. So would you say? And by the way, the little purple book you're talking about, rich dad, poor dad, right? Yes. Okay, so for anybody who's listening, that's what he's talking about. You've heard that recommendation on the show before, I'm sure. Um, <clears throat> would you say that you're somebody who just like jumps headfirst into stuff? You get an idea and you just go. Oh yeah, jump, build the parachute on the way down. Okay, and has it always been like that, or where do you think that came from? I think it's always been like that. I'll be yeah, totally honest. So since day one, as long as I can remember. Okay, how old are you, by the way? There might be some people wondering. I'm 26. Okay, this is pretty insane, right? So if you're listening to this, um, really exciting stuff. I had uh, the pleasure to hang out with Niles, get to know him a lot better um, at the event in Boulder City, Nevada. It was, it was really fun to do. And I see just like insane potential there. And um, uh, it, it's, it's really exciting to see somebody that young um, with that big of goals go out and just start like accomplishing them, taking action, stuff like that. Um, how did you find us? I actually don't know the answer to this. How did you come into our world? Do you know? I think I was listening to uh, Justin's old uh, podcast, and I started out. Like, I started from the very beginning and worked my way up, and then you took over the company, and then then I was like, "Hey, we gotta we gotta join this group." Okay, and you just jumped right into altitude. Is that how uh, what it was for you guys? Yeah, jumped right into altitude. Okay, no event, no nothing. You just said, "Let's go." Yeah. Okay, so uh, so now I think we've defined how you work. So um, I, that should give everybody a framework of some of the takeaways that a um, like a widespread probably daredevil, just somebody who just goes and jumps. So I, the reason why I took a little bit extra time in talking to you, Niles, about this, and for anybody who's listening, is um, when when you're getting takeaways and feedback from an event like this, um, different types of people will pick up different things. So um, an interesting thing I think if you can relate to Niles, where you just like kind of jump and then and then build the parachute on the way down, uh, you're gonna take something different than somebody who might be a little bit more cautious. Um, I talked to Joseph Druther uh, recently and he probably took a little bit more um, cautious takeaways from the event. So what? Um, maybe we can just start from day one, uh, maybe like the experience showing up, uh, what you thought of it, and, um, and, and maybe what you were expecting to get from the event before you went. So yeah, going into the event, I really had no idea what I was expecting. I kind of trusted you and was like, hey, he's gonna provide value, let's go do it. I knew it was at a pretty cool resort and that was literally all the information I had going into it. And, and frankly, probably all you needed to say, "I'm let's go, <laughs> I'll go to <laughs> That was it, no, for real. I was like, all right, we're gonna do it, we're gonna provide value, it's gonna be awesome. And uh, day one, walking into that, that resort, I mean, that was, do we even call it a resort? I mean, that was insane, walking in, uh, seeing the five pools, trying to wind my way down all the staircases, trying to find everyone. That was, it was mind blowing staying in that sort of place. Yeah, I think, um, can you give any, everybody, just give them a picture of what it was like, um, the, 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 the place, it, it, multiple houses, it's like six houses put together. Just give them a kind of, what did you see when you, when you were there? It was almost like a Disney resort. It was like Pirates of the Caribbean mixed with Disney, mixed with a residential neighborhood. I mean, there are the multiple different pools, multiple different houses, everything. There was the uh, the bridges going across to each property. There were all these nooks and crannies, these like hidden cave staircases. Just a totally unique experience. Yeah, I, I think there are 
there's got to be if you just look at the trinkets on the walls not even including like the cars and the motorcycles and all the random stuff that was in there just just the signage alone and the little trinkets is probably a half a million dollars quarter million dollars worth of stuff um everywhere i looked there was something else it was just it was crazy i couldn't it, i mean it's been accumulated over like 20 or th 25 years or something like that but it was pretty wild so you're right i did feel like i was in uh, disney world in fact there there's an area like um, off of the driveway where you would walk down into this like hidden cave and it has the the guy from Pirates of the Caribbean in jail and the little dog with the keys in its mouth and it was all motion. Mm -hmm. It was really, really cool place. So uh, it was it was interesting. So what about day one? So day one, we kind of worked with Bill Wilder. What were some of your takeaways from that? And and what did you, um, how'd you feel going through that day? So day one, I mean, we got vulnerable. I mean, we got, we got pretty open with each other. I didn't know if, I didn't really expect that. Um, day one of the event we're all getting together and we I think I realized I mean every single person there has trauma and going into it I mean everyone that's listening to this has some sort of trauma in their life that they need to process they need to go through they need to move past it to move into their true self that was I mean day one kind of going through that talking opening up about that was pretty liberating do you feel like um, what, one of the takeaways that I had from the first day was when you kind of like <clears throat> get something like that out into the open and other people learn about um, some of the uh, stuff that you're carrying around, you kind of like drop your pack a little bit. Um, I felt a lot lighter leaving that day of like other people kind of know some of the things that I'm going through and either can relate to that or um, or see like uh, like be able to process some of that stuff and then just drop just drop it and kind of leave it there. I felt a lot lighter going out there. I don't know. How did you feel? And what do you think? Um, some recommendations you would give to other people out there who are like bottling up a lot of stuff that they have and not sharing it with anybody. Find their group that they can let it go with. I mean, here when we were there, I mean there were three other people that had the exact same struggle that I had. That we were able to process that together, talk through how they got through it, and go from there. And for other people, being able to have a group like that, someone they can talk to, they can let it out, they can work through it, I think is, I think is amazing. You know, you said um, there were other people there that had the same problem as you, the same thing as you, same thing you went through. Do you, did you know that going into it? And what, would you, what advice would you give to people who are like, nobody is going through what I, I went through or what I've been through? I had no idea whatsoever that anyone else was suffering or going through something like that. And to realize that they had almost identical problems, it's like we don't open up to people um, for fear, shame maybe. And uh, that really helped. It definitely made us feel lighter. And being in a, I'm in a close group like that, it really built the trust where we're able to open up. And I think that's absolutely necessary. Yeah, my advice to anybody out there who's saying like nobody else is going through it, you'll be shocked if you're in a group of 10 or 15 people and um, you share something, there, there's going to be a handful of other people that are going through the exact same thing or have been through the exact same thing or if none of those two will eventually go through that thing, you know, and that's that's the value that that 
the person who goes first, it's always the hardest like to stand up and say, I've got this thing going on or this problem or this issue. And then you'll be shocked at how many other people will stand up right alongside of them and say, yeah, me too. I'm so thankful that you kind of broke the ice that you shared that because wow, like I didn't think anybody in the world was going through this and now you are. And, and then two other people stand up and it's just, it's amazing. It's very, very uh, interesting to see that happen. Um, what about the ice? Uh, so we did a couple yeah, ice baths, right? What was that like for you? So I loved it. I mean, you really have to, I mean, get into your breath. So we did the breath work first. We did the Wim Hof breathing. I mean, that really settles you in, focuses you, centers you. And then we, we hop in the ice baths and then do the hot and cold exposure. I mean, it was, it was something I want to do all the time. Now we'll see if I can actually implement it all the time. Uh, but being able to get that mental clarity when you're, when you're sitting in the ice, having to focus on your breath and just relax and just let your body go. That was, that was phenomenal. So what, what do you feel like that did for you? You want to do it again and again and again. Like what was it that, that it did for you? It was the immediate jolt of clarity. You're not thinking out in la la land when you're hopping into that freezing water. You're focusing purely on yourself and your breathing. And when you get out of that, your body's energized, your mind's energized, and you're focused. That's something that doesn't always happen until you get in there. Yeah, that's that's very similar to exactly how I feel. Like you got a, a 26 year old like daredevil entrepreneur who just wants to go, and to be able to slow that person down to come into the present, um, that's really challenging to do. Even like my mind races all the time. So if you're listening to this, you're probably always on the go. You're listening to podcasts. You're doing all that stuff. I'll tell you right now. Um, it took me going through a process like this to start taking some cold showers in the morning, sit in an ice bath from time to time. And it's the thing that really allows me to get some clarity and slow down and take a step back and, and really be in the present. So, um, all right, so that was the first day. We went, um, we went through this kind of experience, uh, vulnerability path. And then the second and third day, we talked a little bit about um, um, some of the belief systems that we have. Um, kind of global beliefs and local beliefs. And then we went into kind of uh, COO hiring, uh, CEO, COO relationships and, and marketing. What were some of the things that you got from, uh, from those two days? Anything to share there that uh, might be helpful for the folks out there? So the big takeaways from, uh, was it Shannon was her name? Yeah. Was, yeah, I mean, really figuring out what success looks like for me and then defining that and writing that down on paper and then taking a step back and really looking at it like with no boundaries what does success look like i don't think enough of us stop to really map that out i think a lot of us fast driving entrepreneurs are just like go 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 but it's like really taking taking that time to break that down and say hey what does it actually look like and then she talked about actually recording it in your own voice and listening to it morning and night to really ingrain it in your brain to get you going towards that point. That, that was huge for me because I was really able to take a step back and get out of the day to day and just say, hey, what does this really look like for me? And then now I'm working every day towards it. So you took it, you, you wrote it all out while we were there and kind of refined it and then you took action on that. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, the, that, that was big for me on, um, on really trying to figure out what what it is that that I want, right? And mm -hmm. I I talk a lot about uh, like in the this Heroes Two Journeys presentation that I've done in the past of being defined by others instead of defined by ourselves. 
and so like what is it what are we really um working towards what are we trying to do and then and then being in the present tense so like actually like it's already happened uh, we talked a lot about visual visualizations of um you know seeing it and believing it before you actually take action to go do it um so that, that was really powerful um she was very helpful for me and, and we did this uh seven layers of why um exercise also um what did you think about that one it works it, it really yeah. does. I mean, you start going deep and then you realize uh, your first couple, it's just surface level. And then you really get to the root cause. I think that that really shows you kind of why you're doing the things you're doing. You mix that with where you want to go. And then she really hit on any of the negative beliefs you have when we put it down and then we write it out and then we put it onto someone we love. And then we act like we're saying that to them. That was crazy because I did that and then I looked at that and I was like, this is total bullshit. Like, and then I start, you start listing out the reasons and it's like, wow, it, it's totally false. And then you break that belief in your mind. Yeah, that, that was really powerful. Joseph talked about that same thing about kind of putting it over on, on his wife and uh, this building a billion dollar company and like her not, you know, taking care of the kids or, or turning their back on the family. And she's like, she would, she would never do that. So I know that I wouldn't. And so it's a very, very interesting, um, thing to do and exercise. So a lot of really powerful, like tactical strategies from Dr. Shannon Irvin. So, um, that was, that was a lot of fun. I'm glad that, I'm glad that we were able to get her there and, uh, and come over to the event. And so after that, uh, we moved into Damon. What did you think about that? Damon John showing up. Damon showing up. So we were watching the video sitting there in the room and then I lean over to Heather and I'm like, what are the odds Damon shows up? Not believing it's going to happen. And then he walks down that hallway and walks there. I mean, that was, that was crazy. And then once he starts talking to me, the questions we're asking him, how we're diving deep and really getting to know any of the answers that we need for our business right now and being able to relate that back to when he struggled with the exact same issues and now he's at a much higher vantage point and he can give us that advice. Yeah. Is there, was there anything particular that stood out uh, to you or that changed in your mindset when you were talking with him or I was asking him questions? So when talking with Damon, it really made me think bigger. If anything, it made me realize he's just like us. We all started from the same spot we all can get to his level and get beyond his level. And really just that different mindset of thinking, knowing that we can go as far as we want. Yeah, I, that, that was my goal for bringing him there actually, to just bring a normal person in there who people think that is like really big on TV, these kind of big personalities and stuff like that. And, um, and all the times I've got to spend kind of backstage with some different people or hired some folks to come to our event to speak, uh, it's been really eye-opening for me that um, a lot, of, honestly, a lot of the times that we bring people in, you think something of them and then you meet them and it's just like, that's it, you know, <laughs> in, in a good way, right? They, they, they have a great presence, they give a great presentation, but they're just normal people. Like, you, you know, if, it's it's pretty wild, and that's that's given me a lot of power in the past to come out of these events just going I could do that, you know, um, and 
I, st I still remember, I remember the first time that we brought, uh, Russell Brunson came to talk at Flip Hacking Live. And I was, I, I, you know, I thought really highly of the guy. I'd read some of his books and his presentations and his event is huge. And we were up in the, um, uh, after his presentation, kind of went up into the hotel room, me, him, and Justin, and we're just kind of sitting around. And I was like, man, this guy is, I mean, they do like, at the time, I think they were doing like 50, 70 million a year or something like that. And I was like, this is, I, I super humble, um, totally down to earth, just like joking around, sandals, shorts, it, you know, it's just like totally normal. And um, the cool thing is that I saw from Damon was like, I was, I was hit, listening to a story and the timeline of how long he's been in business and from the creation of FUBU to now and looking, at, looking around the room at some of you guys who had done it in a couple of years and, and how far you've gone and how much further you have to go. And just like, you could be there in a few years. And that was the big thing for me that I took is, you know, I could, I mean, I, I could change a company in a few years. And uh, I don't know if you felt the same way, but I mean, we can really collapse timelines now, a lot of with the technology and the availability that we have and just having somebody like that in the room was able to kind of just crush a timeline that I thought might take 20 years. I felt the exact same way, seeing that we can really, really accelerate the process versus, I mean, like someone back then did. All right, so what, um, what, what, anything else, any other like big takeaways, ahas that you had at the event or maybe even just in conversation, like what were some of the things that you really um, are, are taken back to, to start putting to work? So you hit on COOs. So our, my COO and I have a great relationship. Like, it works awesome. But you really hit on some, if you want to hit tactically-wise, we weren't having one-on-one, -on -one, let's say, 90-minute to two-hour meetings every week, just him and I, just making sure we're on the same page, even though we should have been. And that That's one thing we're absolutely implementing. It's starting. It starts Monday. That nice. Over that. Yeah. So we already got that implemented. That's one thing to make sure him and I are on the same page. And one of the biggest things from the event, so it was the it was the first week where I was just totally basically MIA from the company. Like I took one phone call from him for 20 minutes for the entire week. Um, so for us, it was really setting up that different boundary and him taking control in the day-to-day -day of the company. And then me now operating in my role as a visionary. So that was... That was one of the big takeaways I had. What, so what happened while you were gone in the business for that week? Because you and your partner were both there, right? So like right. neither one of you were in the business. So what happened for the week that you were gone while you were there and you only talked for 20 minutes with the COO? Uh, I think we got four or five deals under contract. We hired uh, four local employees, one virtual employee. Um, and the company just ran smoothly. We bought and sold multiple properties. We hired multiple people. We got multiple deals under contract. And I was at an event with you, learning and growing. And the business was running. And I'll be honest, it probably ran smoother without me there than with me there. I know you know the feeling. I, I do. And, and so there's two ways to go in that, right? So if you guys hear that, like that's amazing, right? You can let go of the reins. You can take yourself out and it, it runs potentially smoother. So you can go two directions there. You can go the, the path of, uh, I feel useless now 
um, this is not a good feeling. Um, and I want to be more involved and I want to jump back in so I can feel uh, like get my ego uh, up to snuff. And I've, I felt that before. And then the other way is, wow, this is really amazing and empowering. And now what else could we do if, if I can accept this and say that I don't need that, um, that kind of ego stroke, right? So um, how did it feel for you? Which direction did it go maybe at first and, and, and is it going now? I went one way the whole time. I'm super happy to, to step back out of that. So we hit on uh, Dean Graziosi had the, uh, what, seven dysfunctions of the business. And he hit on one of them, which was trying to stay doing what you're good at and not taking a step back and putting someone who's actually going to be better than you in that position. Mm-hmm. But you got to take your ego out of it. You got to be able to step back and let somebody else do it. And I'm all for it. That's, that's awesome. And just to uh, clarify that for anybody that's listening, I, I went to an event and I heard Dean speak and he was talking about seven different um, areas in business where he sees a lot of businesses fail because of these seven areas. And so we kind of presented some of those, we talked through them a little bit. And one was, um, you know, you spend a lot of time doing um, what you like or you think you're good at, you know, um, and spend a lot of time in that area and figuring out there's probably somebody else out there who's a lot better than you in those areas to pull yourself out of. Um, and that could be one thing that's holding back, holding back your business and kind of throttling it. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of times entrepreneurs, me included, I mean, I'm absolutely guilty of this, is sometimes we jump in and cause problems just so we can fix them. So like us being involved, like we will blow stuff up that seemed to be running pretty smoothly or was going to be fine. And we say, oh, there's a problem over here. They need me. And we'll jump in and you're listening to this and I know, I know that you're doing it like I, and you know that you're doing it, but it's not, it's not obvious at the time. Right. And so I would say, just question that I I do it on a somewhat regular basis and I hate it. It's the thing that I need to stop doing more than anything else is just getting involved, like sniffing around where I don't belong and really figuring out how I can use the highest and best use of my time in in the business in, in my, in my life, my family life, like all that stuff, like let the other people that you hire to the other people around you do what they're best at and, um, and give them, give them some, some scope to do that. And, uh, I find myself doing that a lot and breaking stuff so I can fix it when it's not even really broken. So uh, I saw you smile, Niles, when I said that, I don't know if you've been in that uh, position before or not. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you hit on the point when we were there at the event where if your team brings you a solution that's 70% there, they're going to have 100% buy-in to execute their plan. And we probably shouldn't go add our extra 10% to that to get it just the way we want it, where we know it's going to be better, because they're going to have a 50% buy-in at that point. And which result's going to end up better? Yep. It's one of my favorite things uh, that came from uh, Jocko Willink and his team when they came in uh, to our event in October 2019. Um, that was a big takeaway that I took from that. And it's always in the back of my head. And there's still times where I get it wrong, where I, I want to like add a little glitter to their plan, you know? And uh, it's, it's just best to say, um, hey, did you think about this? Did you think about this? Okay, this looks great. Like, uh, run with it. Like, is this, is this, what do you think is going to happen out of this? Um, I, what I find now is I'm always trying to figure out what, what the expected results are or the anticipated results, like the hypothesized results, so that mm-hmm. we can document that up front. So at the end, we can't just say, oh, it was successful. Like, well, what did we think was going to happen? And then we execute on it, what actually happened. And now let's compare what the actual to the hypothesis. And that, that's, that's the direction that I'm trying to go a lot more of now 
and then say, what did we learn from this? And how can we document that and implement it in the future? Because in this business, seven figure flipping, we're, we're launching a lot of things like over and over and over again. And you can see it in a real estate business when um, maybe you're doing your first new construction deal, or maybe you're doing your first, or, or, or you guys are building a wholesaling model. And hey, we learned this. What do we think is going to happen? We're sending out this much marketing. What, what is our expected response rate? Oh, we didn't get it. Why not? Like, what happened? What, what could be the potential? What tweaks can we make? Let's do it again. And so just kind of cycling that uh, through. Uh, anything else from the event that you want to share? I mean, I think one of the biggest things was just the friendships that I built with people in the group. Um, here in the next month, I'm going and visiting three of them. I mean, all separately, just because of the relationship we built. And seeing that was one of the biggest things for me, is having that takeaway, having that, that tight-knit friend group that's on, that's on my level, that's above my level, that can push me, that can question me, who I absolutely respect. I mean, having that tribe around me, is that was one of the biggest things. Yeah, I think that's so important. Um, what would you say to anybody out there who's like, ah, you know, uh, I'm, not, I'm not paying for my friends or I don't think that I, I need this kind of stuff. Like, what would you say to them? I'll give the PG version. They're idiots. Um, I mean, I'll be honest. So when, when we first joined the group, we, uh, we were doing what? I don't know, 10, 12 deals a year. And we're on pace to do 250 this year, like in a, what, 18 to 24 month period. I mean, getting around people who know what they're doing, I mean, in any aspect of your life, whether it be business, relationships, whether it be going out and snowboarding, I mean, getting around a group of people who know what they're doing, you are going to get so much better, so much quicker. It's, it's a no brainer to me. Yeah, I love it. I appreciate the PG version too. So, <laughs> uh, uh all right, so where are you guys going? Like, what, what, uh, what's next for, for you guys there in Indy and, um, and you and Kent? Like, what, where are you guys going? What's the plans? Um, let's put it out there. Let's put it out there. So I just mentioned 250 deals. That's what we're going to do this year. We're, we're on pace already, Q1. Um, we're going to ramp that up. We're going to do a lot more wholesaling. Our business is probably going to transition, for the most part, over to that. Um, we're getting into industrial real estate. We bought our first deal a few months back. We got our second one under contract. Um, we really ramping up the commercial side of the company, just putting all the cash from the wholesaling right into the bigger deals and uh, just keep scaling that as quickly as possible. Awesome. Um, all right, well, hey, any last thoughts before we go? I don't think so. I, I'm happy to be on, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. How can, if people want to like learn more about you guys, maybe they're in Indianapolis and they want to JV on some deals. You guys have a huge buyer's list. You can buy from them. Uh, people that are lending money, all the stuff, like how can they find out more about you? What's the best place to find you guys? Uh, so I'm going to give two ways. Uh, my Instagram, which is Niles-Edwards, N-Y-L-E-S. And then I'll give my email out. Uh, I'll be honest, I don't respond much though. It's Niles, N-Y-L-E-S, at Indy, I-N-D-Y, Homes, H-O-M-E-S, for F-O-R, cash, C-A-S-H, dot com. Okay, we'll put all that stuff in the show notes for you guys, too, if you guys want to uh, find Niles. I know he's, he's on uh, some different social media, cha media channels and stuff like that. Uh, amazing guy to follow. He does a lot of fun things. I think he's snowboarding right now with some of the other uh, Altitude members. It's pretty exciting. He just got there. It's like, I'm stuck in traffic, but in the... Uh, beautiful house right there. In, are you guys in Breckenridge? 
Yeah, we're in Breckenridge. Got here about a half hour ago, right when we hopped on. And so, what are you what are you doing tonight? You're snowboarding for a couple days. What's the plan? I'm out here for the next ten days. Ten days. Okay, so pretty cool, huh? Go to uh, Boulder City, Nevada, um, hang out for a week, uh, unplug from the team except for a 20 minute phone call. Go to Breckenridge for the next ten days, snowboard, have fun, maybe a little bit of work here and there, uh, talking to the team, and uh, then visiting. Um, three other people from our mastermind group afterwards. So, and then coming down to Cancun in April, hopefully. All of the stuff that, uh, that uh, you could possibly do. Like, what does is, what is your business look like? How can we help? Um, how can we all help each other? So I'm, uh, I'm incredibly humbled to uh, have you in the group, Niles, have you guys around, and uh, just get to know everybody a little bit better. It was such a fun week for me. Uh, massive growth happened for me as well. I had to really get outside of my comfort zone and and figure out how I could be a different uh, leader and a different person and just grow myself to be able to serve you guys at a different level. It was really, really fun. And uh, I'm thankful that you guys trusted in me to, to jump in and join the group. And I'm excited to see what we can do over the next year. So uh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, one more thing. I'm going to beat Jesse to 10 figures. Oh, OK. To 10 figures? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So Je so you're saying Jesse's going to beat you to eight, but you'll beat him to 10. Is that the plan? Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> 10 figures. Okay. Now, now we got, we got a new award to create. Um, it's just slightly competitive inside this group too. So, uh, if you're interested in that, come check us out. So you can do that at sevenfigurealtitude.com or sevenfigureflipping.com. Uh, thanks guys for listening to the podcast. Uh, I had a lot of fun, Niles, talking to you today, and I'll catch you guys on the next one. I think we're going to do a couple more of these uh, interviews with some of the eight-figure entrepreneurs, hopefully inspire and motivate you guys to get out there. And, uh, and don't be overwhelmed by that. Like Some of the takeaways from this, um, absolutely amazing, right? Just like um, you want to be uh, thinking in the future what's possible, and now this is just proves it. Um, Niles, it's been awesome. Uh, thanks a lot. I'll see, you, uh, I'll see you soon. Awesome. Thanks, Bill. See ya.